I'm determined and I just go for stuff and that's basically how I've done everything. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. We would like to thank our sponsor for today's episode. You know who it is. Evapo Rust, the original super safe rust remover in its non-toxic environmentally safe water-based formula. It removes rust without the hassle of scrubbing. It is biodegradable and also reusable several times before the solution is spent. You can head over to Amazon, use our code AXIRON25 to receive 25% off of your Evaporust purchase. Thank you, Evaporust, for sponsoring this episode of the Axe and Iron Podcast. I am Chris Cass from Mount Phillip Metalworks, joined by my co-host, Roy the Psychopath Scott from Vintage Axe Works. And we have the amazing, the fantastical <laughs> Liam Hoffman with us today. And he's still muted. He's still uh, mute. I there he is. Man. There he is. I'm excited. What's up, man? <clears throat> What's going on? Nice to see you guys. It's uh, been I mean, a little over a year since I've seen you, Roy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, back at your open house with uh, John Bradley. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. We need to do awesome. another one of those. Liam, you're a busy guy. Yeah. <laughs> you're, not, you're, you're non-stop working, man. It's an illusion. It's just, it's, it's you, just. I have a guy that takes. We do it in like an hour every day, where we just pose a bunch of photos okay. and oh. then spread those out throughout the rest of the week to, to make it appear that I work hard. See, I thought Jesus. that I was the only one that filmed everything in one day and just posted it through the month. Oh my that's, god! That's the exact same thing I do. <laughs> and it works. Oh, it works. Blacksmiths never change their clothes. They always look dirty, and it just works. Yeah. So you are constantly dirty, Liam. Like whenever you have these freaking, <laughs> I'm, whatever, I'm so clean right now. You are okay. clean. You um, look very dapper. You look very <laughs> dapper. <laughs> but seriously, the 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 pictures that you post or the videos that you do, your hands are just black and your your hands are just always fucking dirty. Yeah. Well, always. There's, there's Chris Cash. Always. Hands. God, work, working hands right there. Non-stop. <laughs> All right, a couple questions. Yeah. We'll get right into it, Liam. Okay. You bit you're you're 24 years old now? Mm, yes. 25? <laughs> 24. <laughs> you're too young. <laughs> oh my god. So you started you started blacksmithing at the age of 13 with a fire pit and a trailer hitch for an anvil. Now that's that's amazing in itself, but I have to ask at 13, why were you using a trailer hitch as an anvil of all the things you could have used? <laughs> why did you go to a trailer hitch? Well, um, for one, I was 13, so, you know, and for two, uh, the way I do things is very impatiently and very, um, I just jump into things without planning as much as a lot of other people do. So like I literally started the same day. So that was just what my dad had around his house. Like out of the heavy metal objects that were around his house, I found a, a ball hitch, which, I mean, they're pretty heavy with yeah. the receiver and everything. Um, and so, like, I, I literally just got the idea, built a campfire, and then got the hitch and a claw hammer, 
And like I was going in the same day. Jeez Louise. Wait, so, <laughs> so was there a, was there a spark that, um, you like, you saw something, you like, you heard just, about something uh, or was it just like, Hmm, I want <laughs> you just, you just want to light stuff on fire. Like literally, yeah, this was an outlet for my pyromaniac. I used to just like light fields on fire. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. <laughs> used to like uh, use a magnifying glass and uh, catch all sorts of stuff on fire just like all summer long. I'd be seeing what I could catch on fire with magnifying glass and just all sorts. Mm. I just love fire. So I think uh, every everybody did the magnifying glass when they were yeah. little though. Everybody, every young boy went out with a magnifying glass and burned ants or started yeah. <laughs> yeah, started something that, on fire. You, so you definitely need to. I got I got <laughs> I started a huge fire in my next door neighbor's yard. Um I don't I, I don't know why I remember this. Um but it was nineteen eighty eight. Uh I was ten years old. There was a huge drought going on, and my buddy and I we stuffed newspaper in his newspaper box, the plastic boxes that they used to have, and we lit it on fire, and we went up the road to take care of the cows. And then, I don't know, 20 minutes later, we see all this fucking smoke just rolling up, and, we, <laughs> and we, we, we ran back down, and the mailbox, the plastic mailbox had caught on fire, and it was dripping hot molten plastic onto the grass that was baked by the sun and it caught on fire and his whole front yard was on fire. And <laughs> luckily, luckily someone had called the, uh, the fire department and we're out there with rakes. Um, and they, they came home and they called the police on us, but we, we were like, seriously 10. So that night, my, my friend and I, we were so fucking scared that we ran out in the middle of the night to what was left of this plastic uh, mailbox, and we took our shirt, like the bottom of our shirts, and we were like wiping off our fingerprints. We thought we were in so much trouble. They knew we did it, but they had no proof. <laughs> <laughs> so, Liam, when you started out, you were up in the mountains of yeah. uh, Blue Ridge Mountains, specifically of North Carolina, correct? Yeah. And you just like started going like 13 years old, just started foraging. And then you and your dad built the, the, the small shop that you started out in. Yeah. So I started when I was 13 and just kind of piddled with it um, with stuff around the house. Uh, then I got a little more into it, got a hair dryer, and then built a little Fire outdoor fireplace. No, that was before the break drum. I built a fireplace out of cinder blocks and uh, a hair dryer and just used wood and um, just started getting like a little more advanced at a time. And then uh, I kind of laid off of it for a summer or so, uh, or I guess it would have been a winter. I don't know, like six months. I didn't do it at all. And then next summer came around and, um, for my 14th birthday and uh my parents who've been really supportive the whole way through uh bought me a a, um well my dad had a brake drum forge made and he bought me a hand crank blower and uh just said he would start building me a little shop if i wanted to keep doing it so that kind of sparked it back again started getting into it more heavily and then from there it was just 
obsession. Yeah. So did your dad have any experience with it or anything? <clears throat> no. No, he doesn't know anything about it. (laughs) (laughs) What's your your dad do, Liam? He's a Christmas tree farmer. Oh, okay. Which is the biggest industry where we live. Interesting. No kidding. Um, So he had no experience, no anything, and you're this 13, 14-year-old kid, and he's like, yeah, let's do this. I'm going to get him – some stuff and just let him go. I mean, did you have other interests kind of going on at the same time? Uh, or was this like, yeah. once you did it, you're like, I'm all in. Um, well, this one stuck, but I mean, I do uh bonsai also is a hobby of mine. I still do. I've been doing what? it for like <laughs> 16 years. <laughs> no kidding. Well, like grafting trees and bending them and all that. Yeah. It's the controlled growth of trees and make, keeping them miniature to resemble old trees in nature. Was that, was that doing? Was that like Mr. Miyagi? Did he do that, that too? Is, <laughs> hang yeah. on a second. That is so crazy. <laughs> you don't ever hear that any somebody's <laughs> hobby is bonsai. Is that how you say bonsai? I don't even know. Bonsai? I guess so. I, I'm not very proper with it, but I mean, yeah. I I really uh, enjoy that. I do that still. I have some trees that are um, like seven, eight years old that I've been working on for a while. Uh, I'm pretty I've decent ne- at that. I've never heard of this at all. That is so, so cool. I mean, I've heard of yeah. it, but I've never yeah, yeah. met anybody no. that's done right. it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That yeah. is yeah. cool. That I is do that. Cool. Um, I used to make all sorts of like when I was a lot younger in elementary school, I used to make like all sorts of macrame bracelets and necklaces and sell them to teachers and kids and stuff. And then um, I used to make uh, pots and bowls and stuff out of uh, the mud out of the backyard. And I'd mix it with like flowers and stuff in the mud and then let it dry out. And no kidding. Little bowls and stuff. I don't know, just always done all sorts of weird stuff, but the blacksmithing just stuck with me. And then my parents encouraged it and, um, get, you know, help me out with the, sh- with the yeah, yeah. shack. And, uh, let's see, my dad and mom bought me, um, the brake drum forge, the blower helped me get coal. Uh, they, he bought me a, um, uh, my first grinder, which was a two by, uh, 48 Kalamazoo grinder. And really, from there, it was pretty much up to me. Um, They really helped me get a good head start and then supported me through it the rest of the way. But from there on, it was basically up to me to um, sell things, buy things, keep growing the shop. And then I was in that uh, shack, which is a total of 270 square feet uh, for, oh gosh do math i mean i was in there for like eight or nine years wow yeah that wow. that place was insane too like i remember going like when you first started and you started posting pictures about it and like what you were doing in there and it, you were creating like beautiful beautiful tools in this little tiny spot it was crazy and yeah. I know we'd all talk about it in the community. Like, do you see what Liam did yesterday? He's like forging a sledgehammer and, and you barely like you back up and you hit your force. Like that's yeah. how small it was. It was crazy. Yeah. When I had um, 
a, a guy helping me forge axes um, just a, a year before I moved into my new shop, he would be using an angle grinder grinding something while I'm forging on the press behind him. Yeah. And we've got six feet between us. And so we, and we put up this, we hang uh, a sheet of four by eight plywood with bungee cords from the rafters. Right. To separate us. <laughs> so, yeah. So we've got Jeez. our own little offices, but it's Jeez, like Louise. three foot by four foot or whatever. And it was just a lot of stuff uh, packed in there. So in these early, early days, um, were you, were you focused on knives, axes, tool? Like, did you, did you already know what you wanted to do or was it just kind of, you're figuring things out and you're learning along the way and then yeah, something kind of. My whole thing has been learning along the way. I've self-taught basically from start to finish and yeah. figuring everything out. And sometimes it just evolves into its own thing. Uh, when I first started, I was doing um, every anything that I could uh, think to make or sell. Anything from dumb little pot hooks to fireplace sets for this guy's yurt mm-hmm. to um, hammers and top tools and hardy tools and. Um, uh, so are you, are you mainly every, selling at like flea markets um, online? Like I, I know you're young at this time, so how are you getting your products out to the public? Yeah, so in uh, high school years which is like 2012 to 14. Oh, my God. To... <laughs> High school year, Jesus. Jesus. <clears throat> I was You're... starting to sell stuff, and uh, that was – I was having some sex, success <laughs> – some sex. Uh, you were probably doing that, too. It was high school, so, yeah, you were uh, probably doing that, too. No, Sorry. I'm definitely You were definitely successful not. in high school, and now you're, you're working through that. We Straight got to the gutter. Straight not having the sex in high school because I'm too busy blacksmithing. the thing. Exactly. But what I was trying to say was that uh, I was having success selling through Etsy and eBay. Mm-hmm. Then was working out. And then some personal inquiries through Facebook. And uh, I would sell quite a few things to teachers. A um, couple teachers of mine um, would buy knives mainly was what I was trying to focus on uh, towards the end of high school. I was really trying to do more knives and axes too, um, but mainly knives. And so I'd have teachers that would, uh, I would have back, my backpack would be full of knives. I'd have like <laughs> Going into school with a backpack full of fucking knives. Yeah, that's crazy. I I had five or six knives at one. I had one pocket in my backpack that was just knives that I'd bring to show to my friends that were like work in progress or finished ones to show off or to give to teachers. And uh, I had uh, one experience that was really funny. When I went to deliver a knife to a teacher, um, it was at the near the end of the day. I had him for my last period. And um, he I'm like awkwardly waiting for the class to end so I could like hand off this knife in private or whatever. And then he calls me out in class and he's like, uh, you got that, the knife? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Yes, I guess. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he takes it and he's like, 
holds it up in front of the whole class and he's like look everyone <laughs> i just bought this from liam oh my gosh Jeez. everyone's like what <laughs> i don't understand I, what the like, hell's just for, going on for one can you have that in the air for two did he like make that or something how does that like what yeah so um in terms of in terms of dollars, like what are these knives at the early stage of Liam Hoffman going for? Back then? Yeah. Uh, I mean, just kind I, of around, just in ballpark. Two two fifty would be good for me. Wow. Damn, that's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah. Liam was I mean, hustling early. He was hustling seriously. early. <laughs> seriously. He was yeah. trying to. He knew he was trying to build an empire. Got to start yeah. hustling those knives to the teachers. One my knife at a time. Bucks a pop. <clears throat> I would. My senior year of high school, I uh, had about twenty thousand in revenue uh, that year, and I would <clears throat> in welding class. I'm friends, really good friends now with my um, the teacher that taught what taught me welding in high school. And um, I took all the regular welding classes. It was off campus, so I just try to stay there as much as possible. And he's a blacksmith, too. Uh, Jason Lonnen. I don't know if you guys are familiar. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's a mm-hmm. toolmaker, yeah. Yes, so he was my welding teacher, and we're buddies now. And he made up a class for me to take my senior year because I'd taken all the others just so I could have a class there. And then I finished um, – it was a heat treating class. So I finished that in a couple of weeks and then he would let me use the school's equipment in class time to forge hammers that I had orders for. Is, wow. Is, is someone going to get in trouble for this conversation? No. That's going <laughs> Quit. It doesn't work there anymore. Okay. Yeah. Good. Okay. He's like a full-time toolmaker <clears throat> now. Yeah. He quit yeah. a year and a half ago from, uh, teaching welding to high school kids and now he's full-time doing tools and uh but he's he's really great guy so he must live fairly close to you then right yeah he's 40 35 minutes from me well that's crazy um, yeah that's cool um i remember he said he was there at your uh your open house um yeah and he and i talked quite a bit and the he's doing a lot of uh bowl carving tools and adzes and whatnot they look really 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 nice very mm-hmm. nice yeah anyway go ahead liam Continue. liam was this shack that you were in was this on your property was it close to your parents house was it your property what was the deal with that was it close to your house at all yes it was it's on my dad's property my parents are divorced so this was on my dad's at my dad's place about oh, okay. 200 feet from his house um the shack started as a 10 by 7, and uh, then it added on. As I got more and more interest, he added on another um, 10 by 7. And then um, my senior year of high school, I hired a contractor to build on the back 10 by 7. So I had a 30 by 7 building by, um, by the time I graduated. That's badass. <clears throat> And then I was in that after high school until 2000, the fall of 2018. So four Jeez and a half, four years after high school, I was in that building. For those of you guys listening, yeah. if you go 
down in Liam's feed on Instagram or wherever you can even go on the YouTube channel and go check out this. Everybody says they're so lucky to have a giant shop. Go check out the shack that he was working in and (laughs) creating this like amazing work inside this, this little shack. And all you guys that complaining about, I don't have enough space for this, that, or the other. Yeah. Fuck off. Go fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Go look at Liam's shack. But um, what led you to choose – okay, we're going to fast-forward a little bit. Well, not we're not fast-forwarding that much because you were making them in the shack too. What led you down the path of axes? Was it a personal choice or was it a practical choice? Like did you love axes or did like axe, you knew axes would sell or what was the deal there? No, I don't know anything. It's, okay. I just sort of get lucky. There you go. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> created this, created this like <laughs> the, axe this empire. Now. He doesn't even care about axes. Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah I just got lucky. People started buying my axes, so I'm like, oh, might as well make no. axes. This seems to be teasing. a reoccurring theme. We had Jeff on. <laughs> Jeff's like, I don't like knives, but everybody buys knives, so I'll just keep making knives. <laughs> do what sells. Do yeah. what sells. No, um, I started. I made my first axe, I think, senior year of high school, and yeah. um, it wasn't even like from scratch. It was using a ball peen hammer. Okay. It was something like that. And then yeah. um I started uh towards graduation, um, started getting more and more into it, started doing my own from scratch, uh punched and drifted, uh folded, wrap around and, and forged welded, uh all sorts of different styles. And then uh I got on the Axe Junkies Facebook group uh oh, 2014. <laughs> And uh, it was still a relatively small group back then. And um, I got invited to go out to the Axe Junkies group uh, meetup. It was the first one. And uh, so the summer I graduated, I drove with a friend to um, Illinois. Was that, one in, was that one in Marion? No, this is Illinois. Oh, so the, the, the first one that you went to was in Illinois? Yeah, it was the very first one that Axe Junkies put on four years, uh, five, uh, five uh, years okay. ago. And, uh, and uh, so I went up there and met some other guys that were into axes and got to look at axes because I had never really picked up a real axe before. I was making them, but I was just going off of photos. Right. I never really like uh, looked at axes. So I got to look at axes and get some support from other people there who were into axes, uh, who encouraged me. And then I went back and then I just started getting more and more into it. Started, uh, using axe junkies as a group to advertise on mm-hmm. and bounce ideas off of and, and whatever. Um, and then it just grew and grew and I stopped making doodads and I was just making custom knives and axes at this point. The axes mm-hmm. thing just kind of fell in my lap. I mean, I really like axes. I, I love making axes. I love the shape of an axe and just everything about axes. Uh, so it's not like one of these things where I don't like axes. It just makes me money. I like axes, but also it just fell into my lap, honestly. And I got in at a really good time. Like the best time. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really cool because I I was expecting this like, oh, my dad gave me an axe when I was eight and I, it was my no. favorite tool ever. And you're like, no, I just I started making axes. Everybody started buying them. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to make axes. I, so, cool. yeah, demand no. just drove that. And um, yeah, 
And now so, you're on a what, like two-year waiting list? Nope. We've we've gotten it down. The situation for our ordering has changed a lot over the last couple of years. Um, I was on a three and a half year backlog for two for well about three years. Three and, and a half. That had to give you massive anxiety. Uh, if I'm a, if I'm a week behind on something, I'm like sweating <laughs> bullets. I couldn't imagine being like three and a half years. It, That's crazy. It hasn't given me stress until recently, but okay. Um, let's see, what year would this have been? Uh, after Forged and Fire, it would have been early 2017 or late 2016. Okay. Uh, I started sending axes to influential people online. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I sent an axe to uh, Joe Rogan and. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys probably know Wrangler Star was a big guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's changed yep, yep. a lot, but uh, yep. back then um, he was doing a lot of axe stuff. I sent one to him. I sent one to Joe Rogan. I sent one to this guy named Samurai Carpenter, who's a woodworker. Oh yeah. I, I sent axes out to all sorts of people over this six-month period. Did and, Joe Rogan get back to you? Yeah. No. Um, Joe Rogan follows me, and that's how I. Found out wow. about, I didn't know who Joe Rogan was. And oh, so okay. A friend of mine was like, do you know that Joe Rogan follows you? I was like, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> and I so, messaged him, and then five minutes later, he messages me back. He's like, yeah, I'd love an axe. <laughs> wow. That's, that's, that's awesome. That's impressive. So what Liam yeah. was talking about, getting in at the right time, he's absolutely right, because this whole axe revival stuff that kicked off, um, right. It just happened to add with when you were were hitting the ground running. So, mm-hmm. you, like, you could have missed this window um, pretty easily. I mean, you you might have been on the tail end. It, if it would have happened sooner, it wouldn't have been a big deal. But you hit it right at the right time where oh yeah, it just like over fucking night, everyone became obsessed with axes and di- I, the, it's not just axes; it's blacksmithing too. Very, yeah. very true. So whenever you talk doodads, I need to... Did you hear that, to, Roy? Did you hear that? How <laughs> he stopped you and told you that it's not about axes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to talk about these doodads. Did, were you making bottle openers? Yeah. Yeah, like okay. bottle openers and little things like, like that. Beer bottle. That's all. I just, I just wanted to know. Yeah. Just, you know, no big deal. Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> Is this something I'm missing? No, uh, it was yeah. a it was a it was a callback to our last episode. That's all. Oh, okay. That's all. It's not a big deal. It's I don't it's get nothing. it. <laughs> no, don't it was it. just uh we had a conversation about making bottle openers and innovation and yada yada yada. Yeah. It goes um, on and on and on. You know, just people, wanted, I just people, wanted to people know grow. If, I just wanted to know if you specifically made bottle openers because um I know yes. that you do the um the little um copper or bronze or or whatever they are um. I know that you do that now, but I didn't know back in the day if you were actually doing bottle openers because it seems to be kind of a a thing that everyone like all these and just yeah. curious. It's a good so, project. It teaches you a lot of stuff. Do you have any of these little bottle openers left? The bronze ones I do, not like no, forged. No, ones. I think he's talking no. about your old stuff. Oh, your, yeah, your old ones. Mm, I don't know. 
I don't. I don't care. <laughs> he sold all that shit. <laughs> it's all said, no, know, no, it, no, it's kind of fun to go back and look at yeah. stuff that you, you know, you created you early go, on wow. and just, yeah. I sucked yeah, back then. I have, I have, <laughs> do what? I have, some very old, I have my very first knife and some old, and, and no one's seen my very first knife. I'm not posting it. No one has seen it. Okay. Some, like, very select people, like my It'll parents. It'll be in the the Liam Hoffman <laughs> Axe Museum one day. Oh, my God. Let's talk about your shop. I want to get to your shop. So when you got out of the shack, you you were I, – I followed this story, and, and I don't mean to smile and laugh about it, but you kind of got screwed on your next shop oh, that you were going to build, didn't you? Yeah. Do you nightmare. want to talk about that, or do you not want to talk about that? Yeah, we can. So um, you, you had a shop bought, like the, the structure and everything, and you had a general contractor pretty much screw you is what happened? Yeah, he's, yeah he was shady. Um, basically, I banked a lot of money in my little shack over eight years. Mm-hmm. And right. um, at this point in time, my orders were completely shut down. Three years of axes waiting and uh, it was really obvious to me that I needed to get into a bigger space. <laughs> so because right. I mean, we were running um, shipping out of my dad's spare bedroom and uh, leather working out of my old bedroom in my mom's house. And it was just wow. stupid. So Holy I'm tr- crap. trying to get this new shop. Um, in hindsight, I shouldn't have tried to build from scratch. But I, I had in my mind this like picturesque perfect mm-hmm. shop and like rural yeah. landscape so i bought 10 acres of land outside of mm-hmm. Boone, north carolina um bought a prefabricated steel building and then hired this general contractor um you know gave him his deposit which was fifty six thousand dollars Jeez, louise uh and then basically nothing happened he just drug his feet for six seven months and by the with end the of the money it, up front you gave him the money to start and he's yeah. not doing anything oh so my what, what so what are some of these excuses that he's rattling off to you because that's a bunch of horse shit basically he took my deposit and used it to fund his other projects that he didn't have money for because he's really irresponsible with uh allocating his funds <laughs> so okay. wow so, so he took my money and then obviously used it for someone else, then ran out of money to work on my project, and then drug his feet, and then eventually, after months and months and months of this... So what's he saying during these months where you're like, hey, dude, when are you going to get co- started? He's just stalling with codes and whatnot, and eventually it comes wow. down to this thing where he says, well, it looks like we can't do it because uh, the fire marshal says that you have to have this sprinkler system in your shop, and the quote for that is a million dollars. What? And um, it and I had a meeting with the fire. It was just this long thing. Like I tried so hard to get this thing to work, and it and in the end, he just was like, "So, I guess we're gonna end this." And I'm like expecting, "Okay, well, can I let me have it, some money back?" And he says, yeah. "Actually, you owe me ten thousand more dollars." Oh my and god! And so then I had to <laughs> get a lawyer involved, and I'm uh. 20 years old yeah i don't know anything about yeah right yeah 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 lawyer, why would you yeah why someone would do this to me <laughs> and because wow. i was so ignorant and uh so then I it was seven. your money too like you banked this money away for eight years to like build your dream shop and this guy just like 
Yeah, I spent gotcha. uh, fifty-two thousand dollars on the building, fifty-six thousand yeah. with the contractor, forty-five thousand for the land, and this was all belly up. And uh, wow! Oh my god! And so did we get a lawyer? <laughs> did we go yeah. after him? Well, I um, got a lawyer involved, and then uh, just a month after things fell apart with the contractor, I found my shop that I'm in now. Um, bought it and um, then dealt with that lawyer and him for the next seven months while I'm already in my new shop. And uh, it, it turned out I didn't get any money back. I just settled for not having to pay him $10,000. And long story short, that guy's out of business now. So good. What well, you it, couldn't you couldn't get your $56,000 back no. from this asshole? Not without taking him to court and risking losing and paying his lawyer fees. And I, it just wasn't worth it's just oh, a my situation. God. I know you were trying to sell the, the prefab building for a long time. Did you ever sell it? Did you recoup nope. a little bit? Still no, never sold I've it. I've got it. No, I've got it priced for half of what I paid right now. Oh my God. Rid. Yeah, I I lost over a hundred thousand dollars in that ordeal. <laughs> <laughs> just oh my gone. gosh oh my god so do you gone. still own the do you still own the property yeah i still okay. own the property i don't want to sell it but i do yep. want to get rid of my building yeah yeah let's for talk the property about... huh do you have plans for the property down the road no it's just nice and i just like it just like oh, it okay. I, it talk... i own it and i'm just gonna keep Sell, there you go. sell the build sell the building here liam i know you've advertised it a bunch on instagram but tell everybody <laughs> what it is go ahead uh, it's a 62 by 34 prefab steel building with 14 foot walls, wainscot exterior, 512 roof pitch, gutters, downspouts, garage door, two exterior doors. It's got, uh, you can't tell he's done that a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah. He does not, for the listeners, he does not have a list. <laughs> How much uh, is it, Liam? How much is it? Uh, there's, there's 12. Wait, five, wait, there's five, more. It comes okay. With, it comes with the insulation and everything. It's a whole building. It's ready to go. You just need a slab, plumbing, and electricity. Yeah. Um, and Does it I'm come selling... with a shop dog? No. But a I will. Shop dog, a shop dog <laughs> might put you over the top. <laughs> oh, Somebody my might, God. If you can get a whole shop included with the shop dog, you might, it might put you over the top. <laughs> Jesus. What, yeah. what's, the shop, just... what, what, what's the structure going for? I'm selling it for thirty thousand, and I'll deliver it for free within three hundred miles. Good that God. sounds like a freaking deal. Yeah, I think a lot of people are really uh, leery about it because it's in pieces, and people aren't yeah. how prefabbed buildings work. It right. goes up like Lincoln logs. You can take the building down after fifty years, store it for fifty, and then put it back up. You it's know, crazy. It's just, so it's. Oh. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, if you're looking for a giant <laughs> shop in the uh, North Carolina area, Liam has one for sale. There you go. That Bye. that's I just I'm I that's just a crazy fucking story, believe, man. I can't believe this fucking yeah. story. Lost I learned over a hundred grand. That. I guess so. Jesus. Yeah. I really yeah. That was a quick education. Cost you. Hey, just think about, think about think about this way. That would have been like four or five years of college right there. That you got in like a little bit of time right there. Yeah, I lost out big time on that. I really got screwed over. But um, learned my lesson. Yeah, and now you got the new shop. Mm -hmm. 
and you're rolling right along. Which is, I'm so glad that the old that the first project fell through because that would have been such a mistake to move yeah. into that place. Um, Location-wise and size-wise, it's a uh, it's the building that I was going to put up is 2,100 square foot, and then the place that I've got now is six thousand. Wow, six thousand. Yeah, and uh, tractor trailer accessible. The other place wasn't um, three-phase power. I've yeah. said multiple times to people is the best part of this building is three-phase yeah. power. Three-phase power has allowed me to expand my business. I wouldn't be, wouldn't it would not be what it is if I didn't have three-phase power in this building. So that's a major thing. So Chris and I know why, but for the listeners out there, tell them the major advantage of running three-phase in a shop. If well, if you have three-phase, um, well, all in all industrial machines are three-phase. You can't get an industrial machine that's not three-phase, right. and usually they're dual voltage, like a 220, 460-volt motor that runs on three-phase. Um, so if you don't have three-phase power, then you can't use industrial machinery without a phase converter or a VFD, which adds costs and limits you. Um, so basically, you're stuck with hobby toys. And you can't upgrade to big boy machinery. And without that stuff, you can't do what we need to do. You can't run a, a small manufacturing business with uh, right. grizzly drill presses and little. Well, you were doing it in the shack on an extension cord for eight yeah, years. Yeah, so. <laughs> and that got me three years backlogged. Yeah, well, that is true. That, so, so it's another, just all... another advantage to the three phase stuff is is it. If you find the right tool, it is extremely cheap compared to dirt cheap because yeah. no one can run it. Right, you, especially you have, you have to be a, a Leo, you have to be a Liam Hoffman type person that that has <laughs> access to. Th- no, I'm just saying you have to have access to a, a, a shop that's set up yes. with that kind of uh, power supply, and that way you can get the deals. Like so, whenever we were at uh, your open house, you were. No, this was after the uh, Axe Junkies meet whenever uh, Rooster and Brandon, you gave us a little personal tour and you were going around talking about the different machines that you got at auctions like Chris is talking about (laughs) that you can get for a song because no one – for two reasons. People don't know what those machines are, and then second, Mm. they just – well, they can't move them because they're fucking huge, and then third, they don't have the power capability to fucking run them. So, yeah. so people are just like, here, take this machine. I don't give a shit. You get stuff for below scrap price. Right. Yeah, you can. It's crazy. So was like your shop literally. already set up with three-phase, or is that something that you went yeah. in and did? It was? Yeah. No, I, I to set up this building for three-phase, it would have been like another $30,000. That's why yeah. having three-phase in this building already is one of the best things that mm-hmm. happened. With that purchase, if I had gone, if I had gone through with that 2,100 square foot building in the middle of nowhere, yeah. it would have screwed me over. I mean, just the amount of tooling you've bought, you know, that has been delivered on tractor trailers. There's no way you would have been able to get any of that stuff up there. No. I mean, you probably would have, but it would have been a royal pain in the ass. Yeah, but oh, the landscaping yeah, is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've got like a forklift in here now. I never thought yeah, I'd yeah. have a forklift. I've gotten used to moving everything with that. Whereas I used to like 
have to lift everything up by hand in the old shack. Um, we've got all sorts of fun toys. I've got machines with that uh, have 30 horse motors in this place. Yeah. Jeez. Monstrous things. Let's talk so, about the nasal. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the 3B, man. Roy's like, I don't care about blacksmithing tools. Let's talk about <laughs> we got, I got to know. You bought that thing <laughs> on eBay? No, it was an auction. This auction okay. was what got me into auctions and how I okay. met a friend of mine named John who um, has fed this this uh, he's he's uh, an instigator of tool purchases. Okay, mm, one of those guys. <laughs> if I had yeah. John, the shop would not be what it is today. And um, so I got this, found the Nazel at an auction that was 20 minutes down the road from me. Jeez, oh, wow. that's lucky. Yes. No kidding. And I um. Well, I saw it on Facebook one night. Someone posted like, "Hey, there's a Nazel and some tools in um, East Tennessee." That's what they said, East Tennessee. And I almost didn't click on the link because I was like, "There's no way. It's not mm-hmm. going to be close to me." Yeah. I click on. It's like 20 minutes down the road. I know where it is. Good grief! Wow. What like what how lucky hell? is that? Yeah. I what was it? Was just it a, like, was it a big shop closing or? No, it's uh that friend John of mine, he owned it. Um he oh, okay. collects industrial machinery. He has four hundred thousand square feet of Holy industrial shit. machinery that sits there. What? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so wait a that. second. <laughs> so he's not he's not Liam. These are real I don't numbers. know if you know this or not, Liam. Liam, this guy isn't your friend. He's your he's your drug dealer. He's, he's selling you stuff that he has, oh my God. and he knows that you'll buy it. No, no, no. It's not. It's not like that. He most of the stuff um, that I've gotten over the last two years actually hasn't been yeah. from him. It's he'll like send me links to auctions. He'll be like, yeah, Have you, see this, or like you might yeah. want to look at this auction coming up. Or um, he is uh, financially independent. Yeah. Man okay. That uh-huh. uh, just he loves tools. Auction. What? You just what? muted yourself. Can you? Are you me? back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're back. Go ahead. It's auctions every week. eBay every week. He's obsessed with it. And I'm not talking like little things. I'm yeah. talking. Well, clearly he had this. Yeah. Exactly. Plates, mills, woodworking machinery, 36 inch bandsaws, like huge uh machinery from all over the country and he's obsessed with it yeah and, and, he, just, and he just wants to collect it and 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 is he is he turning it or I just asked he, him one day what like why because <laughs> i always want <laughs> yeah just like want to know and he said that not what i was expecting him to say he said that he buys the stuff because he has plans down the road to open up his own shop Oh, okay. okay. Like, how much equipment does this dude need? <laughs> well, yeah. he's, he's, he's um, the opposite of me in the sense that he's a planner. Okay. Okay. I don't plan. I jump into you things. Just, you just go. Yeah. And so he's, yeah. he's just keeps planning and planning and building things up. And he over buys um, mm-hmm. machinery and then will 
let go. He had that auction where I bought the power hammer and then I bought some things privately from him before because he just, he's got like 10 36 inch Tanowitz bandsaws. Jeez Louise. Wow. So speaking, <laughs> really, wow. so speaking of overbuying equipment, uh, last year or so you were selling off several pieces of equipment. You had a huge lathe and you had, uh, I think a couple drill press was, did you sell a couple drill presses? Is that right? Yeah. I've sold a yeah. lot machinery in the last um year as a little side business thing um which john oh. has got me into because oh, see, there uh, you go now he's pushing he's pushing his habit on you yeah, exactly yeah. <laughs> auctions are uh, no, they're fun addicting. that's why i've got to yeah. lay off on them for a little while here but um if i'm being honest but um i'll <laughs> I'll buy him buy a machine. He's acting like he has a drug problem. I gotta lay off a little bit. I'm being, like Liam, we're not we're not so cool AA, buddy. Yeah. They are. They are. So you buy so what I was doing was I would uh have my my focus on one piece of machine, like uh say a a a milling machine. So okay. like I'll find an auction that has a milling machine and um I'll flag 10 other things in that auction that I think I could flip. If I right. get that, if I win the milling machine, then I will also buy all those other things for $200 a piece. And then I'll flip them for $1,500 a piece on Instagram. Okay. To pay right, Liam, the milling Liam, machine. You're letting, you're letting too much information go. <laughs> so I don't know you're if you know this or not, Liam, <laughs> but Chris is a tool dealer also. This is, <laughs> this is a big part of his business, and you're giving away his super secrets. What's he going to do? What are they going to do? Gonna, I, mean, I don't know. They're not going to do anything. They're, they're not, not going to do, do anything. anything. They're going right. to buy it or they're not going to buy it, and then exactly. they can scour the auctions and pick it up and pay there buyers. There you go. And diesel You're costs exactly and, right. and all and ad trailers and riggers yeah. and all that they're, stuff. Yeah, they're, they're so. paying for the convenience. That's they right. Know, they, they know yeah. they, they would go to Chris, they go to Liam, and they know what they're getting, and they know it's going to be a quality piece of equipment. Done. But the reason I buy all this extra stuff is, and I'll sell it, and then that will pay for the thing that I really wanted. Sure. Yeah. 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 So it'll pay for the milling machine. It'll pay for, because some of these things I'll drive ten hours for. Yeah, and I like if I'm driving ten hours, I'm gonna make it worth. Yeah, my sure. Trip. Yeah. So if you're talking about two days of time. If I have to take a guy with me, I've got to pay his time. I've got to pay diesel back and forth. I've got to pay. I've got to unload these things. If it's big, I've got to hire a rigger. So that that's why people don't mess with the auctions like you're talking about. And that's right. why I get stuff for cheap. And then it's more convenient than the, for people on Instagram to buy it or whatever. So I'm going to be straight with you, Liam, all right? So I've got some ex-nerd friends, all right? And they see you. They don't – so these stories that you're telling us right now – you like telling me about some haters? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what I'm saying is that they don't understand these parts of the, the – you know, the, the background of what's going on in Liam Hoffman. They just see Liam Hoffman out there cranking out home run after home run after home run. Mm -hmm. And they don't realize that you're on the fucking road for 10 hours going to acquiring machines. They don't know that you're flip. I didn't know you were fucking flipping machines. <laughs> it's just a part that you don't, you don't, you know, you're pulling the curtain behind a little bit. And people, I think, hearing this, hearing you say this, will have a different opinion and perspective of what you're doing and why. You're because they just see Liam Hoffman as this success story. They don't know. 
they don't they don't know that you know you drove ten he, hours. What, go ahead, Chris. You got to remember, he films everything in one day. Remember? Oh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's his whole thing. His whole month is one day of him doing stuff. <laughs> that way, it looks like he's hardworking. Are are you are you running your Instagram again now, or is someone else yeah. doing it for you? What's going on? No, yeah, I do the Instagram and Facebook. So, so um, what what was that guy's name um, that was doing it for you? Um, Jacob. Jacob. So, um, you guys just parted ways. Um, you just uh, or yeah, you I tell that story. I stopped doing the YouTube channel probably. Uh, I guess last a year ago, probably it's Mm -hmm. already been a year ago. Stopped doing the YouTube channel. It was not going anywhere. I hated it. Mm -hmm. People on YouTube that like my channel aren't going to like it. They were good videos. I hated it. Yeah, they were good videos. Did you? I did not like to try and put up this YouTube personality and all this this dumb. I'm sorry, but I'm not a talk. I'm not an outgoing person. I don't like the cheery. Shocker. Shocking. I don't like the. <laughs> Meanwhile, you, you have a rainbow background. Your, uh, I, think it's the, I think it's the Teletubbies. It is Teletubbies. The <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay. It's a, okay. I don't. I don't. In. I don't. Um. I, it's, that's just not me. I'm not a YouTube personality, and it, I hated it. Yeah. yeah. So we quit, and it's taking away too much time from everything else. And so we just stopped doing that. Um, so, yeah, I do my Instagram and Facebook, and that, that's the only social media we do. We do a newsletter through email, uh, and that's it. But, yeah. Damn. So that's crazy. You you put out a lot of good videos early on. I know that I know it's a pain in the ass to do it. I, I tried doing it, and it's just – it feels so forced for me to, to, to do it, so I understand what you're talking about. But the – it seems like, and I've talked about this before, the whole maker community is all about how to. Like, you have to show how you do shit. No, you don't. <laughs> but um, the videos that you put out, your you know your tutorials and your how to or whatever, they were really really good. And I got to tell you, a lot of things that you did way back in the day. I adopted for vintage axe works and I use them still to this day. Boy, just just say Liam taught you everything you know. Just say right. Liam taught you everything you know. It's okay that's, to say that. That's a fucking lie. That's a <laughs> lie. Liam, Liam, you have 182,000 followers. That is fucking crazy. And you're making axes that you don't even like to make. You just like I making do. money. So, <laughs> so I can though. guarantee you all the axe nerds that listen to this show, they're going to be like, Liam didn't even talk about fucking axes. <laughs> you know what axe, the most impressive axe that you've ever made was the one you just did, that integral with like the fullers and the, the upsetting oh my on God. the, the you, the you the salt oh that was that was killer from a from a forging because you said you're self-taught which is impressive as hell because your work is outstanding from your knives to your just your forging technique in general but that that all forged I guess you call it an integral axe it, I don't know yeah I got so many haters from that thing of course you everyone did. was Good. like it's gonna send the vibration into your hands. There's gonna be too much shock. I'm like, God. you don't yeah. understand the point of this. Yeah, it wasn't so, the it wasn't the usability of it. It was the, just being able to do it. It was everyone's insane. like, you should you should fill the center with epoxy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I ruined my fuller. I, yeah. I just forged this fuller that's three yeah. foot long. 
Right. I, re- I remember when you signed off of your Instagram account, and it was because of these asshole haters saying you didn't wear your safety glasses or wear your mask or something. You're we want you around for a long time. Don't breathe that dust in. And I remember you saying, I'm more – I'm almost – more of a woodworker than I am a blacksmith because you know you're hand shaping handles or for axes and knives. I remember you saying that, but and these guys were all over your ass about fucking sanding, and you're like, no, fuck off. Good, yeah. Fuck those guys. <laughs> Seriously, I have a lot of haters for multiple reasons. A big one's because I'm young. Yeah. The second one is because we've been successful. Mm-hmm. And the third one is just the nature of social media, which is pure evil. Yeah, well, especially Facebook. But you gotta if you're if you have ten haters this week, Liam, you gotta figure out how to get twenty by next week, and then oh my the week God. after that. Because if you have haters, you're doing something right. Well, the thing is, is that it. the problem is that I have no tolerance for these people, though. I agree. Just block, just block them. Like I had this mm-hmm. one guy. Uh, I, I posted a video where I forged. Uh, uh, two heats in our production where I'm forging four and a half pound axes back yeah. to back and it's one step and I forge and the, those axes retail for $450 a piece. And this one guy was like, wow, that guy just made uh, two $450 axes in three minutes. I'd right. love to see what his house looks like. Oh my uh, God. Um, um, no. Do you send him pictures of the shack? <laughs> <laughs> this is where I live. This is it. This yeah. is a two two four hundred fifty dollar. I I do enjoy that comment. There there is there's a yeah just that's you know people that just don't understand that. But you're forging videos when you do that. The the blacksmithing community. I, I know we stop in the shop and we watch when you post one of those videos because it is impressive as shit. You have it down. You have it down like crazy. It is insane to watch. From a, uh, you know, moving from the the forge to the swedge block, putting in your drift, from going to the power hammer, take, knocking the drift out. You got uh, who's the guy that works for you? I can't Nathan. remember his name. Nathan. Nathan goes over and he swaps out your drift. Yeah. So you're, it's you it's guys intense. got it down. Yeah, you guys have it down. I mean, so, that is like repetition and skill, and you guys got it down, man. And congratulations <laughs> for that. Thanks. Do you remember? Do you remember what you told me at your shop whenever you were talking about Nathan? Whenever mm-hmm. you said you got him, you what said uh, you said uh, something like, "I my business has progressed um, so much more in the last 30 days mm-hmm. than it would have in it would have taken me three years to get where where I am because of Nathan." Yeah, he's a really great guy, and um, looks found, like you guys work really really well together, like like Chris is saying. Yeah, yeah, we do work really well together. And, um, and whoa, 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 he didn't he cut off his fucking hair just a just a little bit ago. Well, the first time I cut his hair off. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that video? The, I, I uh, don't know. I don't, I don't remember. Jones parody cutting his hair off with the. You I don't think I saw uh, that one. Oh, my oh, goodness. No. no. Is it good? I, oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious. Check it out. Oh, my God. We'll have to check it out. Um, Ilya wanted me to tell you that <laughs> he thinks, you know, I, you met Ilya before. You, he said he thinks that your journeyman, your journeyman Smith knife is stellar, but he's more impressed with the fact that you set up an axe production company in the United States and are kicking ass. Oh, so if I that didn't means think anything he liked to you, me. 
Oh yeah. He, he, Oh yeah. We, I told you we stop in the shop and we, we talk about when you post a video like that, it's just like, we'll be, we'll be working at the hammer and we'll stop to watch what you're doing. And I'm just like, he goes, it's great. It's great. It's fucking great. It's fucking great. (laughs) Everything he does, the man is fucking great. You can't hate the guy. He's fucking great. Yeah. Oh yeah. You guys need to see how much stuff I screw up on a daily basis. Well, that's, yeah, that's all part of it though. So speaking of screwing up, like tell us, tell us quickly about, um, how you discovered the draw knife shaping axe eyes and, and, and that whole process, because most people wouldn't intuitively think to grab a draw knife to start shaping an axe. Really? No. Hmm. What would they go straight to the sander? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. They could take it to a sander. Did that come? It probably came from, uh, uh, what's his name? Jason Nolan. You're a high school teacher. Doesn't he do a lot of draw knifing and, or he makes draw knives. I know that. Yeah, he know he does a lot of that. I'm trying to think. I want to say it was either probably Jason's influence or on Axe Junkies saw people using them. And uh, yeah, I don't know. That just seems like the right tool for the so, job. Yeah, a- absolutely. Like whenever you're doing it, of course it does. And after the fact, it's like yes, this is the most this this is the most efficient way to remove material. But for I'm, I'm telling you, whenever whenever I first saw you doing that, I I didn't know what a draw knife was. Um, I, I knew what a draw knife was, but I didn't know, like, oh, I should, like, that is a really good idea. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> um, but most people, like I'm, I'm saying, would take it to a fucking sander or a big farrier's rasp or something like that to, to start shaping it. Yeah. Now, when I started off, I had a draw knife. I had a trailer ball hitch and a fire pit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> now, I feel bad that you we're, that I have that on my website and that you're saying that right now because now everyone's going to be like, no, no, no. Hitch. That's no, the best I, thing to start with. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. I was actually poking fun at the fact that you picked the trailer hitch over like a railroad track. Well, now or something people like are that. gonna take it seriously. They're gonna be like, <laughs> yeah. oh, no, I, I learned it from that. Liam. I don't think. It <laughs> you know what? No. You're, you're very. It's it's a fascinating thing because me and Roy are sitting here. We've seen your accomplishments. You're young dude, and you're killing it. And we're expecting these grand answers from you about like these questions like Roy's like how'd you learn how to draw you're like I don't know I just started fucking doing it <laughs> like I'm blacksmithing you're all self-taught it's insane I don't yeah I, I think that I'm just a very uh I'm extremely stubborn you will not win an argument against me oh god okay uh, I will go into everything head first without planning without thinking about the consequences which has got its advantages and its disadvantages uh and i just i'm determined and i just go for stuff and that's basically how i've done everything well and you know again people on the periphery they don't see all the mistakes they don't see the learning curve they just see the success story of liam hoffman they don't they don't hear about the hundred (laughs) yeah yeah, that's what i was getting ready to say exactly yeah I, I, i remember i don't know when it was a year two years ago or whatever you had a huge stack of scrap wood and you're like, these are all the axes that I jacked up this week or whatever. Mm -hmm. And people love seeing the curtain pulled away just to like, Oh, he's a real person too. And he's not a robot. Yeah. (laughs) 
People love that shit, man. Seriously. Yeah. yeah now the the um, I'll share something with you that um, me and Nathan figured out though recently that you're Please. really gonna love, and maybe everyone already knows this, mm. but we found a new way to fit the axe heads, um, and that's by clamping the handle in vertically and then pressing the head on rather than pressing either end of the handle. Does that make sense? Ah. So the, the handle, there's no force on the handle. It's as if you're holding the handle and then someone else is pressing the head onto it and the handle's not touching the ground. So you're not sending shock into the handle. You're not breaking handles. Mm-hmm. You're not bending handles. Um, you're not breaking wedges. You're not hammering wedges. You clamp the handle and then press everything onto the handle. So um, why are you looking at me like that, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm wait, you look like you're so confused. I know exactly what he's talking about, though. That's that's very cool. And I'm assuming you're doing those with those giant uh, arbor presses. You 12 have? ton arbor press. And then we just built uh, a way we we built a a uh, mounting plate to bolt a non-swiveling bench vise on it 90 degrees perfectly parallel to the arbor the arbor press and then we used castable urethane and made a mold for our handle model cut it in half so and then bolted those bolt those to the vice jaws so it's not jacking up the handle no shit you just undo the vice the bench vise real quick you put the handle in swiveled handle it perfectly forms to it wait where do you get a vice that goes (laughs) (laughs) just a good bench vice you know just a good bench vice (laughs) no that's where do you where do you come up with this shit that's that's a you know that's a crazy idea i mean it is and it isn't probably because you've been breaking handles doing it the other way uh my big uh one of the things that i like the most about what i do is problem solving Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I love and I'm very analytical and logical. So this is one of the reasons why you'll never win an argument against me. And okay. um, so I'll take problems <laughs> and I will analyze them, break them down and then figure out how to make it better. So um, the amount of times that we've like changed dyes and processes is ridiculous because if I realize that there's a better way, then um, this is actually a bad thing that I do. <laughs> but if I realize, then I'll like stop all production. I'll be like, we have to do this now. Weight. Yeah, like <laughs> the amount of change. tooling you've made for this goddamn press. Yeah, <laughs> you've like you've changed like <laughs> five times now already. Are you are you machining oh, yeah. all those? Yeah, and yeah, ourselves. Yeah, I only spend about 25% of my time making axes currently. Yeah, and the rest of the time is machining? It's making our own dies. Yep, and then wow. once that investment is done, then it will be a big difference. No We're kidding. Three so, it's months in- away from that. so it's interesting what you show and what you don't show on your yeah. Instagram feed. Because, again, like this is a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that you know, I I didn't know that you're, Roy gets I mean, excited about. Roy gets, gets excited, excited about, about about behind the scenes shit. You love oh, this yeah. shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, you know, I I see on your feed that you're making a die here or there, but you know, 
I just assume that you're cranking out axes all day, every day. And no one wants to see dies, so I don't post. Dies. Yeah. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> I can think of a ton of guys that would love to see you machine that stuff. I thought you were sending all that shit out and getting it done. And like you were like, mm-hmm. oh, look at this new di- You're doing all that shit. That is crazy. Uh, Nathan and I do it all ourselves. We've taught ourselves how to make wow. dies. Wow. So, and we're making all the dies now. So what was Nathan's background? He was a tattoo artist for 10 years. Uh, that's crazy. why I liked him. He and I were talking about neck. <laughs> he, he and I were talking about neck tattoos. <laughs> so he had, no, he, he had no blacksmithing, no metal metal no, work. Uh, the way I met Nathan, I moved to the new shop. He popped in. He lives here. He uh, he popped in like a month after I moved in and introduced himself. Said that he likes axes and stuff, and uh, I really liked him. Mm-hmm. And uh, he popped in like uh, he mess. He texted me a few months later. He's like, hey, my dad's in town. He's from upstate New York. So his dad was in town and he said, can I bring my dad in and show him the shop? I was like, sure. Uh, got to just got to know him over uh, years, almost a year's time. And then the position came open mm-hmm. and um, I just messaged him or called him. And I was like, do you want to take this position? he has no blacksmithing experience at all and um and he just jumped head just right on it good i just knew he was a really good guy Uh yeah uh we've got along and i could i kind of could gauge his morals and his work ethic and all that stuff and he was like i've been trying to get out of tattooing for three years now and blacksmithing has been my dream ever since i was a little kid Wow, he was. Go go ahead, sorry. And then I I gave him my proposal for pay and job description, all this stuff, and I sent it to him, and he was like stoked. And he I I get a voicemail from him like later that night, or a couple days later or something, and he's like, sounds so sad, like just crushed. He's like, I can't. Um, uh, my my wife doesn't think that. This will be a good thing for me. Uh, and it's like, I'm so, so sorry. And I was like, oh, no. So then I just I bumped his pay up a little bit. And then it was like, why don't you bring Emily to the shop and I'll mm-hmm. give her a tour and did that. And then um, he messaged me the next morning. He was like, I'm all in. <laughs> he was allowed to work for you. <laughs> <laughs> you got to listen. I'm, he's a little yep. bit older than you, right? He's like in his 30s or so. He's 31. Yeah. yeah. So. Lesson learned. You have to run everything by mama before <laughs> yep. you can do anything. So seriously, <laughs> that was good good tactic there. Lady. But I I hired him completely on uh, instinct, and it's worked out. So that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't even talk about. You wrote a book. You wrote a book. Yeah. called Forged: The Guide <laughs> to Becoming a Blacksmith. Mm-hmm. You just figured the world needed another blacksmithing book. <laughs> or you wanted a Liam a Liam Hoffman's version of how to become a blacksmith. Uh, um, I always liked the idea of having a book. Seemed prestigious. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. There we go. It's so answers. Okay. <laughs> you, I mean, this should be a point to take away for people. Is that like yeah. it's more than you think. Just go after what you want to do. 
No, uh, they get analysis paralysis. They just can't fucking yeah. make a decision to do anything. And and for you, it's just like, well, I'm going to do it, and you fucking Why go all in. 400,000 square feet of tools. Yeah. 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 But no, the book, um, I, I just thought, you know what? That would be like a really great accomplishment. And uh, <laughs> I was first, I was, some people were like, why don't you just do an ebook or whatever? And I was like, no, that's not as cool. I need like a physical. Book yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That exists. And um, so uh, I think I spent close to a year writing it and then more, uh, several more months editing and all that stuff and then came out with it. And I mean, it's super basic. Like it's, I, I did that when I was 20. Mm-hmm. It's super basic. I mean, there's, did I it, think there's, did it do well? Yeah, incredibly well. You're um, welcome. You're welcome. I, I purchased a copy. The book's done really well. I think we've sold it is. 24, 25,000 copies. Wow. Holy good for you. Shit. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Next endeavor. I need to make a million on that. Write, write a fucking book. Who <laughs> <laughs> wants to read anything you have to say? <laughs> I, I, Congratulations. Okay, Jesus, Leo. Don't let him You're put you down it. like that, Roy. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, see, what Chris doesn't know is that I already have a book out. So um, <laughs> yeah, okay. I do, motherfucker. Uh, yeah, hey. I know. Did you say it was a fly fishing book or something? It is. Or, yeah. or it's a trail book? It's, no, it's a, it's my master's thesis about fishing. It's a, it's a yeah. fucking bound, it's a bound book. No, yeah, you told me about oh. that. Yeah. And I didn't believe you. Still don't. Liam. (laughs) (laughs) You're a hardworking dude, man. My my hat's off to you, along with the other people in the community. I I can I can honestly speak for a lot of people and say that, man, you're you're an inspiration to a lot of people and the stuff you're doing in your shop and just keep killing it, man. Go write another book just because you want two books now. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, real quick before we go, um, like. Five years, ten years out, high level. Where's uh, Hoffman blacksmithing going? <laughs> Is this don't, an don't invitation n- for another like very detailed answer? No, well, uh, um, I've always wanted to make spoons, <laughs> so I might come up with a line of spoons. I've always liked the aesthetics of forks. Oh my god, you guys are okay, idiots! Wait, what about bonsai scissors? Have you <laughs> oh my god. What? That's a real yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, like scissors, bonsai. Yeah. Two passions the into woman one. That does the scissors. Yeah. Do you who, do you know who I'm talking about? I can't remember her. Is it Grace? Yeah, it's um yes, that's exactly what her name is. What is this a fucking thing? Oh, oh it's yes, it's, fan, it's custom like scissors. Phenomenal. Oh my yeah. god, I had no idea. I mean, high high level detailed beautiful yeah. scissors. Yeah. Think speaking of, like of a high, custom knife than scissors. So speaking of high detail stuff, we have to talk about Evan really quickly. Because okay. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> he totally. <laughs> so how how do you and Evan know each other? Because that was fucking hilarious what you all did to me. He vacations where I live. He's from Florida, but he comes up here and vacations. So uh, three four years ago, he just sent me an email and he was like, "Hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. Do you want to like get some drinks with me while I'm in town?" Yeah. Okay. No social life at that point in time. So I was like, yeah, yeah nothing to lose. <laughs> Go meet this guy who does engraving. 
mm-hmm. and just talk to him about knives and engraving. And then uh, he's here one or two times every year vacationing. And every time he comes up, we just get together. So he he so he go and he sent uh, he sent a couple pennies out and I got one. You got one too, Chris? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing, Dude, oh, I got my Amazing work. I mean, you have just, yours on your keychain, Liam. Got my penny. I was. I just said that I was gonna drill a hole in this thing I'm, and put it on my keychain. Yeah, I'm it's totally killer. afraid I'm gonna lose. Oh, yours mine. didn't come with the hole in it. No. All right, Liam. Uh, he's 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 we're, he's we're, we're, not that, we're not on that level with him. God right? damn you, Evan! We're not, the, we're not on that level with him. We I'll, didn't take him out and get him drinks. So we didn't get a oh hole. God. We didn't get a hole in our penny, Liam. Let us know. You're upset. Yours didn't come with the hole in it. Yeah, I'm very upset. Oh, don't you're worry. On, you're I'm on a shit list, Evan. Yeah, I'm sending him a DM tonight, actually, about yeah. why my penny didn't have a hole in it. Why haven't you guys collabed, though? You guys should do something together. We've got something going right now. Oh, Literally. perfect. That's, it's, in, it's happening right now. So. That's awesome. Oh, fantastic. That's badass. Liam, I don't know if there's anything else you want to say. The floor is yours. Are you going to write another book? Uh, go buy Liam's. Go buy Liam's book. Books. Go buy Liam's shop. Go buy his axes. Go buy whatever. He, <laughs> we whatever never answered the the plans for the future. Oh, that's we'll, true. We'll got, um, so basically, my plans are to continue the axe production. That's going to mm-hmm. be my bottom line. Uh, I don't ever want to give that up if I can help it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Keep that going and then catch up on our lead time and then be able to use our spare time to come out with production knives. I've got these great ideas for uh, forged to finish integral knives. Um, So basically the same finish that's on my axes, but it would be a hidden tang integral knife with a solid wood handle. And um, on a production scale. Yeah, like production, like the same price as a, a water jet uh, stock removal knife in the community. But these would look like each one would look like a one off knife. It would have a forged finish, a, an integral bolster. It would mm-hmm. have um, the bevels forged in and it would be hit and tang with a solid wood handle with an heirloom fit. Hmm. It sounds really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's it's gonna be challenging but i've like i've got the dies kind of figured out in my head and the machines that it can go on and so um yeah we're gonna i want to do that is the next thing i've got uh, i want to come out with a bird and trout knife a little skinning knife and then a kitchen knife line damn so i'm gonna be straight with you liam all right um so some of these some of these obviously axe guys like knives also and early early on i was talking to some of my to my friends and they said man liam makes some really good axes but if that fucker ever settled down and did knives full-time oh my yeah. god well, knives used to be my thing i mean knives is like where my true uh passion and skill right. lies i mean uh-huh. i really like the custom knives um i got my journeyman smith 2018 a couple months before i moved into the shop and ever since i've been in this shop I think I've made three knives in two years. People want to see some Hoffman knives. I'm telling you. You know it's, that. Yeah. No, I, I really want to, but there's just no time right now. There's literally no time. You got to well, get cloned. You got to get cloned. That, yeah. It's the only it's, answer. You need, a, you need a clone. 
If Elon Musk can like get oh his stuff together, we can make that happen. Well, Liam, DM him. He might want an axe. Elon. Then, yeah, Elon. Follow me. <laughs> you want an axe? I can yes, hook you up Liam with an axe. Biden loves axes. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly what Elon Musk sounds like. <laughs> well, thank you very much for coming on the show, Liam. What a, you're, you're a fantastic guy. You're great. Seriously, thank you. Yeah. You Anybody guys. that hates on Liam Hoffman can go fuck themselves. That's you right. Can't hate, you can't hate on that. this guy. Yeah. <laughs> so go that. follow him. If you're not already at Hoffman Blacksmithing, you can go buy his book, Ford's Guide to Becoming a Blacksmith. He's 24 years old. He's killing it, and he's working his ass off. What else? He's creating legacy tools, people. That's right. That's all there is to it. That's the goal. Thank you all very right. much, Liam. Thank you, Chris. The show. Thank Appreciate you, Roy. It. All right. Appreciate Take care, it very buddy. much. And we'd like to thank our sponsor for this episode. Again, it is Evaporust, the original super safe rust remover. Use your code on Amazon, 25 Axe Iron. Go get your discount code. Go get yourself some Evaporust. Go dunk some rusty axes and make them look nice. Or go buy Liam's axes. There you go. From us here at the Axe and Iron Podcast, that is a wrap. <laughs>